morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today we're talking about the wine press of his wrath. Not the most pleasant of subjects, but necessary. Jesus often spoke in agricultural parables and allusions, knowing that the farmers, wine producers, wheat gatherers, listening to him, would understand. And not a lot has changed since the ancient days of how wine is made or how olives are gathered, wheat is sifted. Today's layperson, even a city dweller, can understand at least the simple comparisons he made with gathering wheat as a living symbol of gathering his people and so on. But understanding the process of such production does enhance our understanding of the parables even more. So let's dig in about wine production. There is one comparison in agriculture Jesus made, which is simple, but it is the most dreadful. And he talked about it a lot, more than you would think. And it's the wine press of his wrath. Now, in old days, in Israel's wine production, it was a major industry. Ancient wine presses have been discovered all over the Middle East and in and around modern-day Israel. The grapes would be gathered, placed in a rectangular pit entered from a clean mosaic or um, tiled floor. The floor of the press itself would be stone, also washed. And some of the wine presses in the bigger production areas had um, whitewash made of shells on the side. Now, the trite picture you think of, you know, like Lucy Ricardo stomping grapes barefoot is not so trite. That was real. The gentleness of the underside of the foot would be enough to crush the grapes to release the juice, but not crush the bitter seeds, which would release tannins into the wine. The wine, the juice of the crushed grapes would be allowed to run down a kind of a slough or a, a tunnel through a filter that was made of leaves and thorn branches, again, to hold back any impurities and the seeds. Now, this liquid with the seeds and twigs removed, the second pressing would involve a press of stone. You know, like the kind you see, the big round millstones. There would be a trough running around the rim of the stone to catch the juice. Recently, a giant 1,400-year-old wine press was discovered in southern Israel. Its size and unusual shape indicated to the archaeologists studying it that it was used for a major export operation. The press was unearthed during an excavation by the Israel Antiquities Authority, and it is one of the biggest ever found in Israel. The Lord has said, several times in his word that he is long-suffering, but equally his patience will come to an end at some point. The world will not end, but most of life as we know it at that time will end because most people will die 
Jesus will finally rectify the issue of sin and deliver his children living at that period from it. Deliverance will come at that time, but it will be a terrible price. Here are some verses which describe this event of God unleashing his wrath that will literally come. He calls it the winepress of his wrath. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes, and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed from the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. That's Revelation 14, 19 to 20. So there he's using the illusion of the winepress to show what will happen at the very end of time. 1,600 stadia is 180 miles. So that's hundred of 80 miles of flowing blood. Hopefully you, dear listener, will not be among those who are pressed in his wrath and your blood to flow. Isaiah asks the Lord where he has been that his garments should be bloodied. God answers in Isaiah 63, 3. I have trodden the winepress alone. From the nations, no one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood spattered my garments and I stained all my clothing. In Revelation 19, 15, we read again, from his mouth comes a sharp sword so that with it, he may strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And again, that was 1915 of Revelation. He does this at that time called the tribulation or the time of Jacob's trouble because the armies of the world are aligned to mow down the Jews. He does it because they have are assembled to fight him because they are rebellious and sinful and deserve divine justice. And Jesus treads his winepress of wrath to deliver believers who dwell in such a dark time. He does this to avenge the martyrs who had died in a satanic drunken orgy of massacre and they had become drunk with their blood. Revelation 17, 6 A says, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. He does this because of the saints beheaded for the witness and testimony of the Lord and had not taken the mark of the beast. Revelation 24. The day of the Lord is a time period, not just one day. During the entire time of the day of the Lord, he, he is sending out increasingly severe judgment on the unbelieving world while showing his fierce wrath and power so that those who rebel against him will come to him. Many do not come to him. Some do, but more still will not. The blessed hope is that if you believe now during the age of grace, you will not have to endure the terrible woes of the tribulation 
or see that wine press or be in that wine press of his wrath if it comes when you are alive. Believers will be raptured, taken out of the earth, meet him in the air, and be led to heaven itself, where a place had been prepared for all believers. He made a way for his elect children to dwell with him forever. If you know and understand you are a sinner, then you know and understand those sins will always disqualify you from heaven's citizenship with the holy God and Lord of justice, unless you plea for forgiveness and repent. Our sins warrant holy justice. And God, who has patiently been withholding his judgment for sin, will at some point unleash it upon all who dwell on the earth. And it will be a terrible time. We don't know when it will happen, but it has always been imminent. At the very least, we're 2,000 years closer to that day than we were before when the words were written, and getting closer every day. Worse, God's judgment for sin will not be constrained to just the time of the tribulation, known also, again, as the time of Jacob's trouble. It will be poured full blast on all unrepentant sinners for all eternity in hell. Sin against the infinite God will result in infinite punishment. It sounds trite, but really... Repent, for the end is nigh. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I hope you go forward in this day praising God for his gift of salvation and sharing and proclaiming his name to all who do not yet believe. (laughs) 